Welcome to the Northbound Wealth Podcast. All opinions expressed by me, my co-hosts, or my guests are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Northbound Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended as personalized recommendations or fiduciary advice. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for any investment, accounting, legal, and tax advice or as a solicitation to offer or buy any securities. Clients of Northbound Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Brent Foster, and this is your weekly Market Insights. Markets react to turmoil in the Middle East and inflation concerns. October 16th, 2023. This is a review of the prior week. Stocks ended mixed last week amid the outbreak of hostilities in the Middle East and higher than expected inflation data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 0.20%, while the S&P 500 rose 0.45%. But the NASDAQ Composite Index slipped 0.18% for the five trading days. The MSCI EFA Index, which tracks developed overseas stock markets, advanced to 2.37%. What does that mean for the Dow? The Dow closed at 33,670. That's up 1.58% for the year. The NASDAQ closed at 13,407. That closed up 28.10% for the year. MSCI EFA closed at 2,040 and change. That's up 4.99% for the year. S&P 500 closed at 4,327. That's up 12.72% for the year. The 10-year Treasury note closed up at 4.63% near and breaking uh, multiple times the uh, higher end of a 16-year high. So uh, that's interesting and something to note. We might see that 5% 10-year note print that I mentioned in a previous podcast and what that means for equities, I'll explain later. Inflation hurts sentiment. So stocks exhibited remarkable resilience in the face of a surprise attack on Israel and hotter inflation data than investors expected. Stock prices initially bucked the uh, stock prices initially buckled on the outbreak of the hostilities in the Middle East. Still, they rallied in the afternoon trading as investors gained optimism that the war may not spread to other countries. Oil and defense stocks rose sharply while airlines fell. Stocks continued to advance into Wednesday as falling bond yields and a retreat in oil prices overcame the disappointment of an elevated wholesale inflation report. When consumer prices also came in higher than anticipated by Wall Street, stocks moved lower in response to higher bond yields. The the weakness continued into Friday on a bump in consumer inflation expectations despite a solid start to a new earnings season. So PPI and CPI updates. The disinflationary trend appears to be stalling if the inflation numbers are any indication. September's PPI came in higher than expected, raising 0.5% versus a forecast of 0.3% increase while the year-over-year increase of 2.2% was the most significant jump since April. The driver of last month's hop uh, was in goods, which surged 0.9%. Consumer inflation data followed, which also came in hotter than forecast. The CPI rose 0.4% in September and 3.7% year-over-year above the forecast of 0.3% and 3.6% respectively. The news on core inflation was a bit more comforting, rising in line with expectations. 
So this week, key economic data, retail sales, industrial production, housing starts, existing home sales, jobless claims, and the index of leading economic indicators. And I can tell you that uh, I, I suspect that the data uh, is going to kind of allow markets to sell off a little bit in this uh, in the coming week. This week, notable companies reporting earnings. Monday, Charles Schwab. Tuesday, Bank of America, Johnson & Johnson, Lockheed, the Goldman Sachs Group, Prologis, J.B. Hunt. And uh, Wednesday, Netflix, Tesla, Procter & Gamble, United Airlines, Abbott Labs, Morgan Stanley, Elevance Health. Thursday, AT&T, Intuitive Surgical, Blackstone, CSX Corp, Union Pacific, Freeport, Mac Moran. Friday, uh, SLB, which is Schlumberger, and then American Express. So that'll be interesting as earnings gets kicked off. So in this segment, I want to talk about the SECURE Act, which was passed in 2019. Now we're on the second iteration called SECURE 2.0. And I put an article out there on my blog. It's called The Impact of SECURE 2.0 in 2024 and Beyond, published on October 17th. So let's dive in. Changes going into effect in 2024. So passed in 2019, the SECURE Act was the most substantial retirement legislation in over a decade. It contained important changes designed to help investors save more money and be better prepared for the future. Uh, to build on the popular aspects of the SECURE Act, Congress last year passed SECURE 2.0. Although the new laws will impact all savers in some ways, navigating all the changes is a bit like putting uh, a puzzle together. So we thought it'd be uh, a good idea to, to post an outline or some key highlights of what provisions of the SECURE Act in the second iteration go into effect next year. So here they are, new 2024 retirement savings changes. Reci retirement plans and personal emergencies. So distributions from retirement plans for personal emergencies will be allowed penalty-free. You will be allowed one distribution per year of up to $1,000 with the choice to repay the distribution within three years. Individual retirement accounts, so IRAs, catch-up contributions. So IRA catch-up contributions currently limited to $1,000 for people aged 50 and over will be indexed to inflation, meaning they could increase yearly based on federally determined cost of living increases. And I imagine that's because we have high inflation, so they need to allow people to save more if they have the ability to do so. All right, on to the next one. Potential retirement incentives for employees with student debt. Well, that's convenient because there's a lot of people now that uh, post-COVID now have to start repaying their student loans from that uh, pandemic era. Employers will be able to match employee student loan payments with matching payments to a retirement account, giving workers an attractive employee benefit and an extra incentive to save for retirement while paying off educational loans. All right. New rollovers from 529s to Roth IRAs. Tax-free and penalty-free rollovers from 529 accounts to Roth IRAs will be allowed under certain conditions. Beneficiaries of 529 accounts who did not use all of their educational assets 
will be permitted to roll over up to $35,000. It's a lifetime limit. This will be subject to Roth IRA annual contribution limits, and the 529 account must have been open for more than 15 years. So plan accordingly for that one. Roth plans and RMD changes. Roth accounts and employer retirement plans will be exempt from the RMD requirements. Once you reach age 73, you must begin making RMDs or required minimum distributions from a traditional IRA under most circumstances. Withdrawals from traditional IRAs are taxed as ordinary income and, if taken before the age of 59 and a half, may be subject to a 10% federal income tax penalty. A 529 college savings plan allows individuals to save for college on a tax-advantaged basis. The state tax treatment of 529 plans is only one factor to consider before committing to a savings plan. Also consider any fees and expenses associated with a particular plan. Whether or not a state tax deduction is available will depend on your state of residence. State tax laws and treatment may vary. State tax laws may be different from federal tax laws. Earnings on non-qualified distributions will be subject to income tax and a 10% federal uh, penalty tax. To qualify for the tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal of earnings, Roth IRA distributions must meet a five-year holding requirement and occur after age 59 and a half. Such withdrawals can also be taken under certain other circumstances, such as an owner's death. The original Roth IRA owner is not required to take minimum annual withdrawals. RMD changes to be aware of. So RMD is short for required minimum distribution changes. RMD changes in both secure and secure 2.0 may impact retirees, their spouses, and beneficiaries. The original SECURE Act adjusted the distribution rules, including changing RMDs from age 70 and a half to 72. SECURE 2.0 makes even more changes to RMD rules. The RMD age changed from 73 years in 2023 and will change to age 75 years old in 2033. The chart below highlights these changes. So I put a chart out there. Uh, that shows you when and the timing and the ages of those RMD changes. So go check that out at www.northboundwealth.com forward slash blog. Another provision that clients are just getting used to is the changing period over which beneficiaries may receive payments, including a new 10-year payment period for designated beneficiaries. The SECURE Act made significant changes by requiring that most beneficiaries must draw down their inherited IRA within 10 years after the IRA creator's death. Beneficiaries can no longer stretch out the payments over their life expectancies. Exceptions to this rule have been carved out for spouses and minor children beneficiaries, adult children, grandchildren, and most other designated beneficiaries are subject to the 10-year rule, meaning they must complete the distribution in a set time frame. Professional guidance. This is a lot to absorb for sure. There are nuances and complexities to the Secure 2.0 that may impact your retirement preparation and estate strategies. Some changes may be for the better, whereas others may create additional hurdles for you and your heirs 
as with most financial issues, it all depends on your situation and circumstances. We have taken the time to understand the range and scope of the new rules and can provide additional guidance if you're looking for clarification. We also have additional resources that can help if you have a more nuanced question or questions. As always, we are here to help. So give us a call at Northbound Wealth Management, 317-399-1107. Thank you for tuning in to the Northbound Wealth Weekly Market Insights Podcast with your host, Brent Foster. Also, we hope that you guys have a wonderful week as it is fall break. Uh, Take care of your family, your friends, spend time with your loved ones, your kids, and uh, God bless you guys. And we'll talk to you next week.